of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. And welcome back to the show. We are excited to have our friend here and licensed therapist, coach, and trainer. Uh, she does so much. Marsha Mandel, she's actually uh, from, well, New York, but she works with people all over the world with telehealth. And uh, she has a private practice, Mandel Counseling. And I'm going to have her say hello and introduce herself to you. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. And um, this is my first time here on this uh, show. So thank you. Um, yeah, I, uh, I um, help people with uh, developmental wellness and um, process trauma. So I have the therapist side and the coaching side. And I'm really uh, passionate about getting information out to people about how they can heal and feel better and thrive. Beautiful. I think it's important that we start by getting to know you a little bit. I know you're a fellow New Yorker. You grew up in Staten Island. So would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself personally? And then we'll get to what brought you here. And then we'll go into specifics, of course, of how you can help our listeners. Okay, sure. Um, Well, yep, I grew up on Staten Island. And um, my first life was as a musician. And um, I was into recording and playing and writing music. And I did that for over 20 years. And, um, and then I uh, had my second child, I had my first child who was um, very active, but I thought that was how that was typical. And then Mm -hmm. my yeah, and then my second child, um, when she was two and a half in 1998, she was diagnosed with autism. And um, I got pulled into this other world. I stopped everything that I was doing because of the um, needs for um, early intervention for those services. And I just became fascinated with what was going on with how these therapists were helping her. And I got more and more into it. And as I saw how people were helping, I wanted to, I was learning a lot. I was just doing my own research. And then I wanted to become credentialed um, to be able to help people and have the credentials. So I went back to school and got my master's, became a therapist. And all this while, uh, while helping and working with a lot of people, I discovered more about myself. So I do self-disclose somewhat to my clients, but I think it's important. People sometimes think that therapists have it all together, you know, are perfect, their lives are perfect. And I think it's important for people in general, especially therapists and coaches working with other people, um, share that they, they are a person too, and they are on their own journey. And it's a process and it's an ever evolving process throughout the lifespan great yeah how could people reach out to you could you share your website phone number best forms of contact before we continue as well sure um the best way to reach me is through my website which is marshamandel.com and it's m-a-r-s-h-a mandel.com and uh, my phone number is 845 my practice is number 845-458-8288 
Great. So you mentioned that uh, basically your mission is really to help people develop a mental wellness uh, lifestyle through learning about steps that they can take in their own daily lives, right? To feel calm, confident, and have clarity. Uh, so do you want to discuss further, you know, some of the specifics? I know we have, you said, five interviews together. So yeah. for today's show, what did you have in mind? Did you want to start with some of the, the services and how you work with people? Sure. Um, I wanted, I'd like to start with an overview, actually, yeah. because the work that I do is both top down, which is higher brain, rational brain, mm-hmm. prefrontal cortex down, and bottom up, which is working with emotions, images, and body sensations. So as a therapist, I use accelerated resolution therapy. Oh, or that's ART. the ART. Great. I, that's I was looking right. forward to learning more about that myself. Okay. Yeah, and another mission of mine as a trainer of other clinicians, um, I my training was with the developer, Lainey Rosenzweig. Um, I started training with her in 2016, and um, it I was skeptical at first with the therapy. I couldn't believe what I was hearing other people say about it, that in one session people could resolve a trauma and transform things. I got trained. I started using it. I got more and more into it, went to the advanced trainings and became a trainer. And um, something that I'm very passionate about right now is training other clinicians because I know that it will transform their practices and they will be able to help so many more people. So that's the bottom up uh, yeah, you know, work that I do. And I, I think I'd like to talk about that for today, mostly. Sure. Um, yeah. And of course, all the benefits that it has. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, that's, that's the bottom up work. And um, I want to actually, I'm jumping around a little bit. It happens. And that's, <laughs> Don't worry. And, yeah. And I, I can share just going back to my own history that through my children's uh you know, growth, I, they both have autism and other uh, issues. And I, at age 57, was diagnosed with ADHD and autism. So that solved a lot of um, mysteries. Yeah, of our life. age. I'm, I'm 45. I'm just a little younger, but still, we didn't have a diagnosis for this. My brother has it. I believe I have it. Never been diagnosed. My nieces, my nephews, all been diagnosed with it. So I really believe it does run in in the family. And now I going back, I remember like I couldn't focus in school. I was, and now I know why. And I felt so different that I could not study like somebody else. And they would sit there quiet. I could not sit still. So. I commend you on that as an adult to, to find out later in life and to see maybe, hey, we, we do have something with us and that's okay. Uh, it helps yes. you cope better with things. So that's amazing. That's that's mental health awareness right there, which is super important to so many of us. Yes. Um, throughout my life, I also felt like there was something different. I didn't understand what other people were doing. I didn't understand and I didn't even know I didn't understand it. Friendships and groups of people. I didn't understand, um, you know, how any of that worked. And because I was a musician and uh, very, very into that, um, I connected with people through music. So, you know, it seemed on the outside like everything was fine. And yeah. in many ways, everything was fine. But I didn't know that there were things that were interfering with under my understanding of the world and in myself. Um, so it really is a lifelong process. Um, so through all of this, and when I learned going back to, well, I'm so jumping around now, you know, why I'm jumping around, which is why I went there. (laughs) It's okay. So, um, so 
the uh, mental wellness coaching part, the top down, the talk part, that came from work that I've done with myself for years and years and years. So that just developed over time. And um, that's what I offer people as a coach. Um, as I was doing that, I was being trained in this accelerated resolution therapy. So oh, the overall picture of this top down, bottom up, they're very different approaches. Um, and they, they have different purposes. Um, ART is the most um, just amazing um, therapy and people don't know that they can have relief from things that are stuck in their heads, you know, for decades. So people come in for an ART session and they may have had talk therapy for many, many years, but never process something. Mm -hmm. And with one session, their trauma, their problem can be resolved because uh, with ART, we recognize that the essence of the problem of the trauma, which is the emotions, the images, the body sensations, those really cannot be conveyed by language. So, you know, when you're in a talk therapy session, if people, you know, therapists who are just doing talk therapy, you're trying to take the essence of this experience, which is in the body mm -hmm. and put it into language. And it just, you cannot process these other elements of the trauma this way. So with art, um, we're using images, we are focusing on the body, and um, we use bilateral eye movements, which is a side-to-side -side movement of the eyes. And there are a lot of theories about how that works exactly, but um, it does loosen things up in the unconscious mind and people make connections that they would never consciously make. Um, <clears throat> so for example, somebody might come in with uh, they're getting triggered at work. There are people who they feel intimidated by or they feel anxious around. And um, they come in for an ART session and through the eye movements and the work of visualization and the whole process, it goes back to when they were eight years old and they were bullied. Uh, and the reaction is trauma. rooted in that. And that's a lot of us have that past life trauma and that past well also past life trauma but also <laughs> childhood trauma that affects us on a daily basis right um and there's a psychiatrist gabor mate and he says there are two kinds of people those who know they went through trauma and those who don't know they have trauma so um you know it is something that everybody experiences on some level sometimes people think of trauma as a big major thing. It has to be an assault or a car accident or, you know, loss. Um, but it's actually a very broad spectrum. So when a person, let's say they their childhood was relatively, um, I don't like to use the word normal, let's say healthy, you know, they had good supports. Um, <clears throat> they had protective factors really helping them develop. But let's say in school, one time a teacher pointed out a mistake and they felt shamed and maybe other people looked at them. The fight or flight part of the brain, the amygdala, this emotional part of the brain, very deep in the midbrain, um, records everything about that moment. It records the images, the emotions, the body sensations, and the fact that it fuses all of those together. And it does this to keep us safe. 
that's the part of the brain that says, you went through this before, this was dangerous, watch out. And um, I have a couple of ways that I explain this to people. So um, one is, for example, the first time you walk on ice, you're yeah. just walking and then eventually you have a fall because you're not, you don't know to be careful. Mm -hmm. So, so that is the part of the brain so that says, that says, oh, you see ice. Okay. We got to be careful. Yeah. Um, so take that to another level, uh, a couple of other levels. One is, um, let's say you're in a car accident. That part of the brain says it, it held on to every aspect of that memory so anything reminds your sensory systems of that trauma your alarm bells go off and that's how people usually develop phobias of anything is through an incident and some often people do know the root but sometimes they don't so there are a couple of really really important uh, aspects of how the, this brain mechanism works um, I tell people that your brain is doing what it's supposed to do. This is a natural, normal mechanism that keeps you safe. Mm -hmm. We need this to work like this. And I tell people, um, well, I, actually, let me ask you, yeah. <laughs> have you uh, have you ever been sitting comfortably and there's a spider next to you and you startle? Has that ever happened to you? Like yeah. you suddenly see? Okay. Yeah. Now, what happens to your body when that happens? You're, I think I stop breathing. Yeah. I, think I jump. Breathing. I, I physically right. jump out of my seat. Right. Blink. Probably stop breathing for a few seconds. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Your, your muscles get tense and all of your attentions go to that danger. And you didn't think about it. It just happened. Yeah. Now, has this ever happened to you when instead of a spider, it was a piece of fuzz? Yes, thinking it was okay. a lot. Yes, I think That's it's a bug right. on the floor and it's a fuzz. It's a it's a hairball from the cat or it's a it's yeah, it's dirt. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Guilty. So so the sensory information goes to a part of the brain, uh the thalamus and then it goes up to your higher brain yeah. and it goes to the, your amygdala. Anyway, your um the fight or flight part of the brain gets this information instantly and it makes you move. Yeah. It makes you move. And then when the information, you know, maybe a few hundred milliseconds later reaches your prefrontal cortex, mm -hmm. um, then you say, oh, that's not a spider. It's a piece of fuzz. And you realize that you were really, you, you jumped, you were startled, like, oh, my goodness, I thought that was a spider. And, you know, your heart rate is still up. Yeah. But, but in your rational mind, you realize that it wasn't really a danger. So this illustrates how you cannot outthink this part of the brain. Mm-hmm. And so if you are having a trauma-based reaction, mm -hmm. let's say there's somebody you see, you know, at the store, at work, on the street, wherever, and you're having some kind of reaction, your conscious mind might have no idea what that's rooted in, but your subconscious mind knows exactly what it's rooted in. And you don't even need to know. It just needs to make you put your, uh, you know, your guard up and to watch out and be cautious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another thing about this uh, trauma, and th these are things I believe should be taught in like first grade, second grade. I think people need to know this information about how their brain works uh, early on. Um, mental wellness, you know, education. Um, so this kind of response is on a spectrum and there can be very 
seemingly insignificant things mm -hmm. that lead to lifelong patterns. And, um, and that part of the brain, there's no time stamp. Yeah. So e everything feels like it's happening now. So what art does is it takes that memory, it separates the facts mm -hmm. from the emotions, the images and the body sensations, and the facts are moved into long-term memory or they're, they're in a different place in the brain. And the memory feels like it's in the past after you're proce you've processed things with art. So instead of saying, oh, I can never think about that. I just don't go there. Or, oh, I can't get that image. It's in my head for 50 years. You know, it's so vivid. Um, instead of that, your recall experience <clears throat> goes from re-experiencing mm -hmm. all those intense sensations to seeing it as if it's in the yes. past. Wow. And that's, it's, it's amazing. It's just, our brain is amazing. And, um, you know, when we feel better about something or more at peace with something we're able to reflect on it and that is a higher brain function it's a human brain function beautiful you know and at this time we just want to remind everyone uh who we're talking to marcia would you mind sharing the best form and sure. all forms of contact thank you sure um so i'm marcia mandel and um, i am a licensed therapist a trauma therapist and mental wellness coach and I also train clinicians in accelerated resolution therapy. So my practice is Mandel Counseling. And my website is MarciaMandel.com. And from there, you can get information on accelerated resolution therapy, mm -hmm. on training. And uh, th through there, you can also get to the Mental Wellness Lifestyle site. Beautiful. Perfect. I'm there. And by the way, just to point out your credentials as well, I think it's important as well. Could you just share a little bit about that as too? Sure. Um, I'm a licensed mental health counselor in New York State. I'm also a licensed professional counselor, counselor in New Jersey. So my therapy clients, um, I can see from New York and New Jersey um, because of the licensing state, you know, issues, but the coaching um, can be from anywhere. Um, so yeah, I have, I have, a, you know, master's degree, postgraduate training and specialized in trauma. I've had specialized training in trauma and, um, you know, in other forms of therapy that, you know, I work, work together with people on. Good. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. So what else did you want to enlighten us as far as ART is concerned for today and any uh, client stories I would love to hear to have our clients kind of empathize, you know, without using names, but talk about some of the people you've helped with this technique. Sure. Well, you know, when I, I was first trained in 2016, so I heard about this therapy in a, uh, a meeting. Uh, I was a clinical supervisor at an intensive outpatient program. And I heard about this therapy that where you can erase and replace images. And I thought that sounds, you know, pretty wild. I couldn't imagine how you could do that. But I looked into it. I looked it up. I registered for a training. And after the first training, which is a three-day basic training for ART, mm -hmm. for licensed you know, a mental health professionals, um, you're we're encouraged to use the therapy right away. Mm -hmm. So my very first client um, came in angry about something that she had been angry about. And we went through the art session, how I had just been trained in it. And she was not only smiling at the end, but felt relieved ah. and felt light and felt like she had resolved mm -hmm. it. And I thought, no, this is too good to be, be true. You're like, wait, <laughs> 
Right. Um, and then my very second art session ever back in March 2016, I had a client who, a man in his 50s, who as a teen, his mother was dying from cancer. Uh-huh. And he was in a teenage state of mind. He was aloof. He didn't want to deal with it. And he carried all this guilt with him and images of her uh, from her last days. So these were 30-year-old memories. So we did an ART or an art session on that. And we had the session. He felt good, you know, which lots of people do after an art session. And he called me a few days later and he said, I'm looking for the images. I can't find them as that's supposed to happen. And I asked him, do you, did you need those images? Were they helpful? Mm -hmm. And he said, no. So with art, what, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. We go beyond desensitization to something that the developer calls positization. And I love this idea because you become the director of your own memory and there's a process of memory reconsolidation um, which all of us have that this is how we add things on to, you know, what we know, we learn, mm-hmm. it reconsolidates. Um, through that process, we actually change memories. Wow. We, ha- we have the facts, but we change the images, and through that, the emotions and the body sensations change. So um, I've used this therapy um, with people uh, who have suffered all types of loss, throughout any any type of loss you can imagine yeah. and um you know of course the grief is there but the trauma of the loss is what people can just put to rest yeah. and um they can also get closure with you know somebody who maybe they didn't get a chance to have that last conversation with um art also uh integrates other forms of therapy um one is gestalt yeah which, um, you know, so you, you can have conversations with your younger self, you can have conversations with people, imaginal people or people who were there or who you wished were there. And when we do this through the protocol with the eye movements, and it's a very, very structured form of therapy, um, <clears throat> it is, it's just amazing and it's very thorough. So um, one, of the, one of the most amazing story that I have is a woman who was 82 years old and um, she was going through some uh, treatment for uh, cancer that she needed some surgery on her face. So she had one um, surgery and she had an anxiety attack or a panic attack. So she contacted me and she said, I think this is from something that happened when I was 10 years old. So this is 70, a 72 year old memory. She had been in a very, very serious car accident oh. and, um, you know, her family was injured. She was injured and she spent a lifetime, you know, reflecting on this and talking about it. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did a session on it and she, and by the way, she, uh, she uh, gave me permission to share this story. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, in the session, she um, had a lot of a big emotional, you know, response and she said that she had seen images that she hadn't really seen before, hadn't recognized the importance of those images. And she realized that that accident really was the end of her childhood. Wow. 
And after that session, she had her second surgery and she did not need any other treatment for the anxiety. Okay. So, um, so she had been carrying this with her, you know, for all these years and one art session, you know, the, um, the symptoms were alleviated. And she also said that with the pandemic, she doesn't think she would be able to be wearing a mask without that session because it was a bandage on the face that triggered the memory. Wow. Yeah. So it's, um, and another thing that, um, art does is it gets people to the root. Some often people don't know why they're reacting the way they're reacting. So um, something that yep. I've seen ma- many times, yeah, is, um, you know, somebody who's, let's say, lashing out, snapping at a family member, and they don't want to, and they don't know why they're losing it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a uh, an, an intervention that's part of art that helps you get to the root. And often those reactions they're rooted in something that happened with a parent or with an adult in childhood. And your younger self is stuck back in time in a sense. So you're seeing the memory from uh, your younger self's eyes. And when you go back and process it, in a sense, you're rescuing your younger self. Mm -hmm. You're going back and you're bringing them to the present where they know you're grown up now. Yeah. I've got you. You're safe. You're here with me. It's so powerful. Um, as I love teaching it to clinicians. Beautiful. Well, we have just two minutes left in the show, Marsha. So unfortunately, we have to wrap it up. Uh, okay. So I'll take your last thoughts here. And then we got to remind everyone how they can reach out to you. And do you offer an initial consultation? <laughs> Yes, I offer a free consultation and, um, you know, for coaching and uh, therapy. And, you know, we decide, usually people know which one they're in need of. But uh, MarshaMandel.com, 845-458-8288. And I'm very happy to, um, you know, discuss with people. Uh, It sounds like this is what might be helpful for you. This is a direction we can go in and see if we're a good fit, you know. Beautiful. All right. Marsha Mandel, tell us again how we can reach you. So on uh, my website, MarshaMandel.com, um, or an email to uh, Marsha at MandelCounseling.com, um, or 845-458-8288, which is my practice number. And I'm very happy to speak with people and set up a consultation. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much. Pleasure having you here. Thank and looking you. forward to the next conversation. Have a Me fantastic too. week. And thank I should you say too. almost weekend. <laughs> and thank you yeah. for enlightening us here today. Have a great day. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. For nearly 2,000 severely injured veterans, everyday life has become filled with barriers. Day-to-day simple tasks can become pretty daunting. I have to carry my chair up two flights of steps or have somebody do it for me. What scares me the most is just the falling. When I'm struggling with my house, I think, you know, to have that one great barrier just knocked down, I mean, it's, it's crucial. Home for Our Troops is a wonderful nonprofit that builds a mortgage-free, fully adaptive, handicap-accessible house, and there's no catch. It'll be our very first home that we've ever owned. This is a game-changer. This is where your life begins again. 
We need you to join us in completing this important mission. Please visit hfotusa.org and help build homes and rebuild lives. Because of you, everything's going to be okay.